Welcome to another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. I'm Chuck. And uh, we have uh, a returning guest plus a new guest. Um, I guess you're yeah. not even a returning guest, dude. You're a returning I just, host. I just nah, I just kind of show up. <laughs> you just yeah, just gonna, show up. You're like I'm here when I I'm here, and then I'm not when I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about how it works exactly. so far. Yeah, like the Phantom. Uh, what's been going on with you, Chuck? Oh, not much. Um, sitting at home doing a bunch of nothing. Um, just awaiting medical pension. Seeing if that flies, and then that's about it. Really. That's such a pain. I'm not doing anything for that. Yeah, but I applied to a new job. That was interesting. <laughs> it's isn't it weird? I've like heard shit. Move on, like from your career, and then you start like actually going out for new careers and new jobs, and you're like, well, <clears throat> what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, I mean, it was weird writing a resume. I've never written a resume in my fucking life, um, because basically when you join law enforcement, it's just we, we all know it's checking the boxes, fill some shit out. That's your fucking resume. It's your background packet. Right. Well, they don't request one of those when you, you have to fill out this paper and it's on a word document and you just give it to them. It's the weirdest thing. It's almost like my agencies and I'm sure you guys have it, but ours is, you know, like a, I think it's a 1588 and you basically fill it out. And when you're trying to go for different spots, let's say narco or you're going for vice or you're going a memo for games. of interest or whatever. Right. And you fill out all the qualifications that you would have for that spot it's basically all I did, and I just put bullet points, and I was like, "Well, this is yeah. what I qualify." Microsoft for Word has resume builders. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's my just, wife did it. Yeah. <laughs> She's my resume builder. But you guys have uh, heard the voice of our guest, and uh, how do you want us to call you? you call me by my first name. I don't care. Justin's fine. That's fine. Okay, guys. I I realized before we turned on the microphones, I usually I'll say, "Hey, what do you want to go by?" Because yeah. some people uh, we've had guys from agencies that literally do not want to use their name at all. I don't give a shit. Okay. It's funny because once I left my old department, everything there, I was like, oh, you know, I'm too, you know, I don't want people to know. And then I come up here to these little podunk departments and I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. Mm. Like if I get fired from here, the amount of money I'm making, I'll go mow lawns for a living. Right. Like I, I, I don't give a shit. So, yeah, yeah. Right. It's funny because like my Facebook and Instagram, I'm not on it right now, but I just started posting all this political stuff I would never post before because right. I was worried about it. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. So we, we've you all, got, you're probably working. Oh. No, go ahead. I said, you're probably working for an agency that's super pro cop and and fucking you know pro law enforcement and pro freedom uh, of speech. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I don't I don't work in the state that I live in, so not so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the oh, maybe, shit. maybe the department, okay. but not necessarily yeah. the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the state, the state uh, is. We won't even mention the state, but yeah. it's not the state that I live in or yeah. that uh, John lives in. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, you but you you did. Uh, you were a cop in the state we all used to live in, which is yes. California. Yes. Chuck is unfortunately still behind enemy lines. Yes. By the way, for those of you still in California, the chair is against the wall. Mm. The chair is it's against the wall. Pretty bad out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I follow the news and shit from where we moved up from in California. It's just getting worse and worse and yeah. worse and worse. And, yeah. and I'm that. I mean, that's the main reason we moved. Anyway, just right. get out of there. And but it is interesting moving up here. I thought that our hands were tied down there, law enforcement wise, and then I come up to the state that I'm currently working in, and I'm like, "Dude, California was the shit when it comes yeah. to policing. California right. was awesome, right? Yeah. You know." And right. I'd heard yeah. that before. Like a buddy went to Texas, and he's like, "Dude, it's so crazy out there." Like, 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I didn't even think about that when I moved up here. I just thought freedom. Let right. me get my kids the fuck out of this right. commie, you know, uh, commie little indoctrinated world. Oh, yeah, and we yeah. move up here. I'm like, I love living here, but working up here is a whole mm-hmm. different ball game. Yeah. We call it the upside down. Dude. It is the upside down working here. And, and it, it's not even just the the tactics, the you know, the policing itself. It's the people that you meet up here. Right. The mentalities are not the brotherhood mentality that I came from. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it. I had to go to the, uh, the academy for like a refresher course, right? In the state that I work in. It was a two week uh, refresher course. And I get there and there's dudes, there's probably like six or seven dudes with man buns. They're in the academy. They're like, I'm not in the academy. I'm sorry, what now? I'm not in the academy doing the academy, but I'm there at the academy with right. the recruits. And there are there is a class of recruits. There's a class of recruits running around. They're not even running around. They're just chilling. There's six or seven right. with man buns. There's a dude that's got to mm. be at least 300 pounds. There's a guy Fuck. that there's a guy there that's like 65 years old, pure head of white hair, getting down on the mats with everybody else. Good for him, you know. But he looked like you know he looked like my postman. Um, and it's fucking oh dude, what a story. They bring in this instructor, right? And this dude looks like a bad motherfucker. Just this big, solid, like, Zeus-looking dude, right? And he walks in, and he's all fucking gruff. And he's like, let me tell you a little bit about myself. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, this shithead ended up working Vegas Metro, right? Back in, like, the early 90s. Oh, yeah, hook and book time. Hook and book and kicking ass, taking names, right? Well, he says, I go home to my wife. She looks at me in the face. She's like, I can't believe the man you've become, blah, blah, blah. I'm taking the kids and getting the fuck out of here. He's like, okay, well, I'm leaving then, right? So he moves to... uh, the state that I work in currently goes there, goes to a, uh, goes to a smaller department. Right. And he's like, yeah, I was doing the same thing there. And then, you know, people were looking at me weird and I didn't realize that I was living in the area that I was working in. So I had to be nicer. So then he goes and works in the Academy. So I do some research on this dude, me and another dude from LA. Sure. We were like, fuck this, this guy's a fuck. Cause he starts coming off on all this like liberal bullshit towards the end. Right. About how you should hug a thug and be nice to, you Whoa. know, and you're dude, like, wait, where did, where did you come from? So the dude came from Vegas. Well, this right. is what happened. This is what I found out. So the dude from the dude that came from Vegas, he'd been indicted like fucking six times. They were filing indictments on him, and he got mm. out of them. Oh, then he okay. moves. Then he moves to the place that we're not speaking Fuck. of. Right. This little town. Well, he gets shit canned from there because he's fucking all the female trainees, and then they put him at the academy. Oh, Sick. yeah. Sick. And so, <laughs> which so, is exactly where you want to put a guy who likes to fuck trainees. Exactly. So I hit him up, and I go, dude. I go. I go. Let me speak frankly in front of the whole class, and I'm like. Why are these fucking recruits walking around, talking on their cell phones, fucking around? No, yes, ma'am. No, no, yes, sir. No at attention. Nothing like that. I go, why aren't you molding these to be bad motherfuckers? And he's like, you know, I can't do that in four and a half months. We can't do that. You know, these are, or I go, I go, why are you, yes, you why, why are you teaching these kids? And he goes, first off, they're not kids. And I go, all right, motherfucker. Okay. I go, okay. I go, this is, this is where this conversation. Yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, well, that's, that's when I started doing my research. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, all right. I get it. You little bitch. Um, but he's like, he's like, we can't mold him in four and a half months. I go, you're out of your fucking mind, dude. I go, I was 20 year old fucking pee, butt, and they turned me into a bad motherfucker by the time I got out of the Academy. Yeah. I didn't know a goddamn yeah. thing, but nope. I fucking learned and I knew to shut my mouth and, and, you know, pick up on things and do what I was told. And we get these dudes out here fucking walking around their break on their cell phone, chatting it mm-hmm. up, eating fucking Doritos on their fucking breaks, little fat fucks. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was crazy. <laughs> fucking crazy. Like I'm telling you, just the culture up here is weird. And so I worked in this state Yeah. for, I, I came up from California and I was like, I don't like cold weather, dude. And I'm a fucking pussy. I don't like cold weather. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get a job in the fucking jails here. I'm like, I worked the fucking jail as a supervisor to jail right. down there. I can fucking do this shit, dude. I walk in, the guy that 
like the training and the, he was like the training instructor, whatever training scheduling. That's the job that I came from last. I had promoted up and I had a sweet little cush desk job where I told everybody else what the fuck to do. So I come up and, and the under sheriff is from LA and he's telling this dude, Hey, this guy's going to take your job. So I come in, the dude fucking hates me. He already hates me, which is, <laughs> which is fine. And I'm being humble. Hey, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, I walk in there. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Everybody's like, dude, you got like 16 years on. Why are you? Yes, sir? I'm like, it's just how I fucking do right. things. It's culture. Yeah. It's what was bred into me, dude. And I'm trying to yeah. get along with these people. And this guy's telling me how he's a fucking dairy farmer on the side. This guy's telling me how he does fucking roofs. He's, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I find out that I'm making $27 an hour. Okay. And they brought me into <laughs> step seven. These other dudes are making 21 bucks an hour. So they all have to have fucking side jobs and they've been there for fucking five, six years, dude. So in the time we've been doing the show, Chuck and John and I have learned this because we've interviewed cops and firefighters from all over the country. The military is the military, right? The federal government pays what they pay. Yeah. Right. We all know the big green weenie is going to get you one way or the other. They pay shit and whatever. The cops and the firefighters across this country, the pay gaps and the, the protections they have are so huge compared to California even. And growing mm-hmm. up, I knew this. I was told California is the tip of the spear. California leads the way in law enforcement. California had the peace officer standards and training first, you know, post commission, all that stuff. And as messed up as California is, there are so many other places that are way worse. Well, then you interview these guys and they're like, yeah, I have to have a side job or I don't make enough to survive. And I'm a full-time police officer. Yeah. Uh, if I piss the chief off, I can just be fired. There is no peace officer bill of rights. You you piss the wrong person off, you're fucking gone, right? There are some oh, yeah. agencies you get injured in the line of duty. That's tough shit. There is no medical retirement. It's workers' comp or nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's mind-boggling to me. It, it's crazy. They don't fucking say it. It, It's crazy to me just how the other agencies handle things. It's just, it's wild. Like, I can't, I, I, you know, and and it's funny coming from, California, you're just like this place took it sucks. For granted a little bit, oh, right? abs- 110%. Oh, yeah. absolutely, hundred Absolutely. I, I mean, I'll say it, and and you know what? Uh, at this point, I guess I don't really care if I disrespect anyone because it just is what it is. But like, I feel like yeah, you've had a bad week. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 just, I feel like I went from playing in the major leagues to t-ball. Oh yeah, that's what I feel like. Literally, like, hey, dude, you you suck now, so you're gonna go to the minors. Actually, you suck even more, so you're just gonna go play t-ball and hit a ball off a fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's what you're. Gonna well, do. it's almost like you're like you, well, the major leagues aren't aren't worth it because I, I want to protect my family and spend some time with my family. Sure. I don't want to be on the road so much, but I can go play minor league ball. They probably play the same game. Turns out no, they don't no, play the same no, game. No, no. <laughs> and it's so funny because just just like with him coming up here and, and you know having this experience in a new place, I wasn't even in my, I guess, my lateral FTO bullshit that I had to do. And I remember sitting in my first roll call and they have their table set up and I pulled a chair out and I put it off to the side in the back against a wall and I sat there. And I remember them walking in and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, waiting for a roll call to start. Right. Uh, no, you can say, dude, you got 10 years on. You could, you could sit here. I'm like, but this, but I haven't even gone through FTO yet. Like I, you know, like I, what are you talking about? They're like, no, 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 we don't, we don't do any of that stuff here. Right. And I was like, what? Dude. And then basically long story short, it's just the same shit. Like there's no, yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Like it's none of that shit. And it's crazy because now. We do have a group of like Cali cops that are where I work. And now the trainees that are coming in, they know the group of guys they need to be respectful around. Right. And that's right, how right, it right. should be. And it's crazy because they'll come in, they're respectful to us, mm-hmm. and then they go call a lieutenant by his first name. Dude. And I'm like, oh my the God. It's the wildest fucking thing. It's wild. 
it's do you think that a lot of these cops right that are up there you feel like you're going and you're like oh i came up here from working you know playing pro now i'm back to fucking below the minor leagues do you think it's just because it's a lack of um experience or a lack of like uh dangerous calls on the regular and it's more of like the mundane and kind of like a slower paced atmosphere. put a pin in that because we haven't even gotten justin's story on how he got into law enforcement <laughs> uh, okay. which normally we start we were, we just jumped right into it and i realized uh we we usually give uh you a chance so for the audience how did you get into law enforcement what what draw, drew you to it wait, how wait, long pause. can we pause for one yeah, second charlie real quick that was a really good question can i say charlie on here yeah. Oh, Chuck. I mean, Chuck. Sorry. Chuck, but okay. That was a really good question, and that should be another episode within itself because oh, I can talk dude. about that for days. That's a long. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long. Well, let's come back to that, and we'll set it up for another yeah. episode. So many, that we'll so do many in the olive future. branches, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, let's start with Justin. How did you? What, what age were you when you got into it? And how did you get into it? And then where did you come from? Share as much as okay. as, as you can about. So, just so our audience gets a, a clearer picture. When you say California. You came from Southern California. You came from one of the if, no, came from the, came largest. the largest sheriff's department in the world. I would say the best sheriff's department in the world. That's funny that you said that <laughs> before I get into this one. Okay. Just real quick. So when I was in that class over in the state that shall not be known, uh, I'm sitting there and there's like 40 people there. And a lot of them are from different areas, but a lot of them are from that state. Right. And so I'm sitting there. Everybody's got to go. Hey, what? Where are you from? How long you done? Blah, blah, blah. So it comes to me and I say where I'm from and how long I've done, right? And everybody's like, oh, okay, cool. Goes to the next person, next person. One dude gets up. He's from uh, Tulare County down in California. Comes up, fucking taps me on the shoulder. He goes, hey, dude, that's the baddest fucking agency mm -hmm. in the country. Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers don't know. don't know. You're a bad motherfucker. I was like, fucking respect, dude. <laughs> Finally get some respect, okay, dude. <laughs> Check this out. It's funny yeah, that you should yeah. mention that because my old man retired from LAPD and Elliot probably has the same kind of thing so he retired and then got a job teaching for the state of california uh, at a training institute doesn't matter most people won't know it but uh, you probably do csti he's, he's trained at csti for 15 mm -hmm. years and then from there he went and taught for uh, the naval naval postgraduate institute and he went to guam he went to kiev he went to all these different foreign countries teaching emergency preparedness anti-terrorism all the shit he did for lapd when he would go he would inevitably get up in front of the class and have to give his background. Yeah, his right? resume. Yeah, so you get up and yeah. you tell him, this is how not full of shit I am. And as soon as they would go to a break, people from other countries would come up and ask him, do you have your LAPD badge with you? Can I see it? That's fucking awesome. And it, LAPD and LA Sheriff carry this reputation, this mystique, this glamour, for lack of a better term, because that's, I mean, Adam 12 and yeah. TV shows and movies and all these other yeah. things, the news, you know, everybody wants to be close to a guy who did yeah. that or was there. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot of prestige around that yeah. area. And I guess we'll just say it. I used to work at LA County Sheriff since right. we already put it out there, but yeah, it's, I mean, it was, you know, the biggest thing. You don't department. work there now. <laughs> no, I don't fucking work there and I'm not going back. I do have two years to go back though, if I get bored. But, I, uh, and there, I've heard oh, really? there are years. people that will like, uh-uh, I got to go back. My, buddy, my yep. buddy from Texas, dude, he went to Texas, and he's like, these fucking laws are out of control. I'm fucking out of here. He's like, right. it's scary. I can't put my hands on people. And I was yeah. like, real quick. I get that. Check this out. So I have some friends in the LAPD, right? And uh, dudes who have left over two years ago are now getting letters 
in the fucking mail or by email or whatever asking them to come back it's like, like fucking they want your back. old we'll, car we'll dude. just we'll put you we'll put you we'll give yeah. you back everything we'll give you everything back just do just uh, come back we'll put you through a, a little uh condensed right? little academy just a refresher and you guys just come back please it's basically the way it reads and because i got a hand i have my hands on the, the letter i just think it's funny like you have two years but when that two years is up you know i mean it's california right so if they're anything like um now if they're anything like now like they like the lapd you might be getting a letter in the mail dude I'm like hey man <laughs> it's been four years please come back well we so it's really interesting it. how far they've fallen then because when my old man retired he said in the personnel office where you go put in your paperwork to retire or to leave or to lateral out or to do whatever you're going to do he said that famously they have framed or had framed letters up on the wall of that office from cops who had left and had written back and begged to come back to LAPD <laughs> and said, can I, I, I didn't mean to leave. I didn't know what yeah. I was getting myself into. May I please have my job back? And if they, you sent that letter and they'd give you your job back, but they'd take your letter, they'd frame it and put it on the wall because it was a point of pride. Yeah. For them. They ain't getting those letters anymore. Dude. Well, I mean, fuck, after they exposed everybody's names and yeah. addresses yeah. and all that shit, that's I'm sure they're fucking, other. yeah, that's, an, that's another that's episode. episode. Anyway, yeah. so, so yeah. Chuck, you brought up a good question, um, and I think John's right. I think that question deserves a whole hour just unto itself because there is a, I mean, hell, I didn't work at an agency that had half the shit that some of your agencies did. Hmm. But I still did more than a lot of other guys I know who didn't do police work even in California. Sure. And they, they go, oh, you did this and you did that and you did. I'm like, yeah. And they, I'm like, you haven't? And I was at, I was at a small agency. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. That's a, that's a different culture. The whole, everything about it. Yeah. So for those of you that have done police work outside of California and never done it inside of California, man, it, it's. <laughs> We're not talking shit about you. you no, just, you, you can't. You can't. You don't know what you don't you, know. Exactly. Yeah. We, and we feel bad for you. Like it's just slower. There are other states. I I used to look. You look at these old pictures of uh, NYPD when they would like their shirts would be open and gold chains oh, and yeah. chest hair and their belts would be cockeyed sideways and no keepers mm. and. I was what the seventy six. Yeah, when they could afford the gold chains, right? It was terrible. Oh, now like they're not like that anymore. I'm just saying there yeah. are agencies that are still. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that. Oh yeah. But then there's other things where it's like, oh, like there's an agency up here and I think your agency they wear these jumpsuits. Mm -hmm. Oh dude, I got cool one of those. Fuck. I got one of those like fucking pajamas. They're oh cool as fuck. They're the most comfortable thing I've ever right. worn. Right. It's like it, dude, it, it's, jumpsuits. It's, probably cool yeah. jumpsuits, right? Dude, I was vouching yeah, for those yeah, in yeah. LA for the longest time. I was like, dude, I'm working the jail as a supervisor. Give me a jumpsuit, bro. I'll go butt naked, just throw that bad boy on. Dude. They're fucking And when I'm talking about a jumpsuit, I mean this thing has so many goddamn pockets. It oh. has a built-in taser holster. Dude. It has his the pockets have pockets. Yeah. Literally. Right? Yeah. Dude, it but, zips yeah, up 17 different ways. You can zip snuggie. the sleeves on and off. Dude, There's, that's that's actually good. Yeah, you're right. It's a tactical snuggie. It's all yeah. really And you can get so you can get different weights. Like I said, yeah. I'm a bitch. I was scared of the cold, so I got the heavyweight and they're like, "Don't get the heavyweight." I'm like, "Dude, bitch." Like I'm right. telling you right now. I get the heavyweight, dude. It's fleece lined. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Pure sex. It's pure sex, man. It's awesome. But yeah, the only problem, the only downfall is trying to take shit. Oh, because dude, imagine. like if you got one fucking because they don't out, have the like the old no, butt flap you, like you, the so you have to unzip it and you have to grab one shoulder, grab the other shoulder, and fucking pray you can squeeze out of it. Oh, yeah, dude. it's it's if you're having oh, an imagine, imagine getting fucking uh because I got uh 
I've got some tainted food, bro. One <laughs> night and we're coming down from, you know, really far deep in Los Angeles and we're trying to make our way back to our station. And I get in the car and I'm like, oh, fuck, bro. Like there's something wrong. Like I can pull off at this station over here. I was like, no, no, no. Fucking punch it, dude. Go coach you high. We need to get the fuck back to the station. I'm fucking ripping my <laughs> belt off. Real but and you know what? That's another just... thing. The struggle of getting your belt off. Yeah. Dude. Well, this I fucking tossed that bitch in the hallway. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> and I fucking blew the bathroom up for about an hour. I can only imagine trying to take off a fucking jumpsuit and just shitting your pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the girls have them. They're like, I guess it zips up underneath the crotch. Oh. And I'm like, dude, I need what? a girl's jumpsuit. Yeah. yeah right. They have fucking zippers going to the crotch. They just spread their fucking cheeks and do their yeah, business. Like, can yeah. I just get that same zipper configuration? Right. It go up like another eight inches. Twenty twenty three, right? Out of control. We need that equal yeah, opportunity, right? So you you yeah. came up, you started working for LA County Sheriff. How old in the jails, obviously, because that's how you started back then. So yeah, so I I got I have an interesting family dynamic. My parents are divorced. My dad and his whole or, family. You're my same generation, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. So my dad oh, and his fuck, whole family too. are like my not my dad necessarily, but like my grandfather, my uncles, all outlaw bikers. Oh. All, all right. from the outlaw gang in Columbus, Ohio. My oh. grandfather did five years for robbing a bank. Like okay. my dad, I used to. So you were born with street cred, dude. I used to bail my dad out dude. of jail. So you're the white sheep of the family. Oh, uh, dude. When I became a cop, my dad's like, "You're a fucking rat now. You're a snitch. I can't believe you're gonna be a fucking snitch." Swear to God. Then the motherfucker started seeing my paychecks, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my son's a cop." Fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I was like, "All right, dude." Okay. Nah, but he's he's gotten on board in his old age. But uh, he wasn't too happy right off the bat. But I, I ended up, um, I was doing real estate and working for Warner Brothers for a little while and doing all kinds of shit. And, you know, I grew up in an apartment. And I was always like, dude, I got to find something to make money. Like, right. I grew up in an apartment for like 18 years. Like, I don't want to be. I like, don't, I, I want to be better than this. That le- you know? was, it's just above the poverty line. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, especially now, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was always, I was always fiending to find that job. So I had like right. fucking 12 jobs by the time I was 20. Like, I was fucking trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I'm a real estate license, all kinds of stuff. Um, so my uncle was a lieutenant for the sheriff's department and he's like, come do a ride along with me. So was I, it, wait, was this your mom's it's my, brother? It's my mom's, my mom's sister's husband. Well, uncle-in-law, I guess. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I just, I was trying to figure out if your dad no, no, is no, a no, biker no. and no, then his brother is yeah, a, is a opposite lieutenant. Side. Okay. My mom's a fucking flower child side. Okay, the other side. It, yeah. It. But so my uncle's like, all right, come do a ride along. So I went with him to Malibu and I'm like, all right, so we're doing our thing. And I'm like, this is fucking boring, dude. And he's like, all right. He's like go with my buddy in Compton. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Right. So I went to Compton. I get done. I'm like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever done in my life, yeah. dude. We're going to chase some dude down. We're fucking talking to the hookers. Like, this is great. It's right. fucking great. <laughs> so I put in my app. Uh, I got hired on in like, 2006, I believe 2006. Uh, I worked at the jail for like a year. Um, I worked super max, uh, had a great time. You know, Did didn't, you, uh, downtown or out? No, in north, out, north out LA. up in North. Uh, they, it's not there so anymore. NCCF. No, uh, East max. East Max. So oh, okay. it was not super max, excuse me, yeah, but yeah. it was all, they're all fucking killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm fucking 20 years old. I walk in, they're screaming blood, 21 years old. I walk in screaming blood coming down the fucking hallway. I had no idea. Yeah. I had nightmares for like two weeks, dude. Cause they hazed, <laughs> the sh- they hazed, well, they hazed the shit out of me too. Of course. It was awesome. It was fucking great. Right. But it, you know, that's good for you. Yeah, it, it was great. Uh, it was, I mean, my first shift, dude, I walk up to the floor. There's, you know, what is it? 120 inmates in this dorm, 120 inmates in the dorm next door. The dude who's there is, here's my keys. I'm going to the gym for four hours. Fucking good luck. Walks yeah, out. And you I'm like, and 240 yeah, killers. Fuck. Dude, and they're like, they're like, I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck to do. The inmates are coming up like, hey, what's up? What's up, fish? And I'm like, what's up, guys? Like, <laughs> They're like, we know you don't know what the fuck to do. This is what you need to do. They, the fucking inmates told me what to do. 
And it was just, you know, it's a respect-based organization. Right, right. You treat them like shit, they'll treat you like shit. Because they cool. know if they fuck you over, then the goon squad's going to come in and cave their fucking heads Ex- exactly. in. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh, it was cool. I got through it. You know, it's fucking, it's, and a lot of guys didn't get through it, right. you know, uh, which is fine. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> exactly. But so I worked there for a year and then um, I enjoyed it. But at the time that I came on, if you didn't go to patrol, like you were forced to go to patrol, right? And so if you went to patrol and you didn't make it, you got rolled up, sent back to the jails. You got a year. You had to stay in the jail for a year and study. Then you went back out to patrol. If you didn't make it, you got fired. So right. I was like, I'm not fucking losing this job, right. dude. So I went it's out. It's different now. Oh, it's fucking so different. You can stay you in can, the jail forever. Dude, that's what I sh- yep. fuck, dude. Come on. All right. Kush. Yeah. But so um, so I, I left the jail. I went out to uh, the good old Antelope Valley. Uh, I got off training there. Six months. Six months on training, patrol training. Great fucking time. Hard fucking time, long For the listeners, it, when you think of the Antelope Valley, anytime you see a movie or a TV show about L.A. and they show them driving them out to the middle of the fucking desert to shoot them, like Breaking Bad like yeah. style middle of the desert, yeah. that's the Antelope Valley. Yeah. Uh, there isn't a single fucking antelope out there. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been at one point. Yeah. But it's no, nothing but meth dude. labs yeah. and frick- Lake Los Angeles. Is, oh, fuck, dude. There is no water in Lake no, Los Angeles. No, but there's, but there's legitimately packs of wild fucking pit bulls yes. that run around the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Because I was sitting at the intersection oh, and I, I hear fucking roar, roar and I look up. Right. There's like 15 fucking pit bulls running around right. wild. Right. And so you're talking like I want to, I want to just paint a picture for people. When you get to certain parts of the Antelope Valley, you're talking about like, oh, what? Where's the call? Well, it's Avenue R and 175th Street. Yeah. The longest I rolled code was 35 minutes. Yeah. yeah. From the city out yeah. to a, a deputy involved in a fight out there. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was fucking So I just want to paint the picture for people yeah. when they're like, Antelope Valley. Then like it's, yeah. That sounds like, you know, Eldorado Estates. It's, yeah. you know, it's just a housing tract. <laughs> no, yeah, no, motherfucker. No, no, no. It was so far out there, I literally turned off my siren because there was nobody there and I was getting a fucking headache. And it gets it gets annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going like a buck yeah. 30. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, dude, yep. this is just well, you annoying. Well, you're it. overdriving the sir- siren anyway, so it wouldn't really matter because yeah. you would pass a car and then they would hear it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, fuck and, it, whatever. Turn it off. There's nobody fucking out there. Yeah. Except for fucking pear blossom, yeah. Well, no, yeah, way pear blossom, yeah, way the fuck out. Okay, there. but so oh, they're uh, trying to make that place a lot better now. Are but they? just just they're... imagine Breaking Bad, but like a hundred fucking trailers <laughs> in the middle of the desert. That's parts of the yeah. Antelope Valley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, dude, well, Breaking they're... Bad with more white trash. <laughs> well, so Lake Lake LA, literally, I rolled up to a call and I'm like, this place is so fucking hillbilly. And I look down, this dude's got fucking six toes on one foot. I'm like, yep. yep. I'm fucking, what? I'm calling six toes on one foot, dude. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, this is some inbred backwoods. Yeah. Shit. And the the crazy part about that out there is like, it's only a community of maybe like maybe like sixteen blocks altogether, sixteen different streets, right? But right. it's just fucking crackhead central. We had a drug dealer out there. His name was Wheels. He had no fucking legs. He drove an electric scooter and he had a fucking Mac-10 underneath his ass. Hell yeah. And awesome. we'd, we'd have to pick him up out of his chair, take his fucking Mac-10, take his dope, take him to jail, mm-hmm. and he'd get out fucking, you know, two weeks later and be out doing it again. Yep. But um, Good old days. That's oh, the was, kind of place where you just avoid going. Yeah, no. Yeah. And there's no fucking lake. Right. There's no lake. They call it Lake Los Angeles. Yeah, there was there, a lake in like the fucking I, I think 50s. they planned on having a lake. I, I, and I there, think there was rock, water at bro. one point. There was. They, but yeah. But now anyway. it's, yeah, now it's a show. So you're working out in the armpit of Southern California. Yeah, which I had never been to before I, before really? I went to patrol. Oh. What I heard was I wanted to go work Compton. I really okay. wanted to work Compton. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to go work Compton. I'm going to go arrest a bunch of gangsters. Somebody's like, hey, have you been in Antelope Valley? No. 
go, there's fucking more gangsters out there than there are in Compton. And I was like, all right. Oh, yeah. And so we had wait lists at the time. So to go to Compton, I would have to stay in custody for like five years. Right. To go to Antelope Valley, I had to, go, I had to wait six months because right. nobody fucking nobody wanted, wanted to go there. Out there. Yeah. And I was wow. like, dude, I'm fucking 22. I'm a young buck, dude. I'll go out and fucking bust my ass. I got no family, you know, mm-hmm. no kids, none of that shit. So I'm like, cool. But I went out there working. I mean, dude, even off training, I was working 16 hours a day, you know, but on training, I, was, I worked. My longest day was 23 hours and I got paid for eight of them because you don't ask for fucking overtime. No, you, mm-hmm. it's, okay. Damn, yes. That's and that's old the thing school right there. It's, it's not legal, but it's not legal, you don't open your fucking but mouth. But you don't do it. Right. Now these motherfuckers, they don't give a shit. And, and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. You know, think, there, yeah, it's not right what they did. Thinking of all the free money I gave to the fucking County, yeah. but at the same time, it's all about your reputation too. Right. You and know? you shouldn't be throwing trainees in the trunk of the car and see that never of- happened to me, <laughs> and that, but it happened during my time. Right. And, <laughs> At my station, there was one dude who was famous for hitting his trainee, like slapping him upside the fucking head. So I had to ride with that dude one time, and he's a six foot five fucking just big old fucking dude, you know? And so I told him, I go, hey, sir, I'll do whatever the fuck you want. I'll do anything you want. Do not put your fucking hands on me. Don't fucking hit me. If I fuck up, tell me. I'll fucking do whatever you need. Any extra work, anything you want to fuck me over, that's fine. Don't put your fucking hands on me. And we had a great fucking day. My my buddy who came out on training with me got the shit knocked out of him every fucking day, dude. <laughs> every day, dude. He had fucking he had scar like a scar on his leg because the dude we had the MDC so the old you right, know the orange box, computers yeah. and you could slide and the dude whenever he got pissed off he'd fucking slam it into him and by the time he got off training, dude, he fucking had a big old welt on his oh fucking leg. God, it was awesome. Oh, fuck, it was awesome. So was that when you were out there? Is that the craziest shit? That that like was the craziest. That was that was. It was the busiest. It was I, re- dude. I can remember times like, like just thinking back. Like one of my fucking pastimes is I'm, I'm on the wrong side of the road. I'm driving fucking code three to an assault with deadly weapon call, and I'm fucking talking on my cell phone, which is above my head, and I'm talking on the mic. Right. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome, dude. But the night just fucking <laughs> flew by, yeah. you know. Call to call. I mean, you know, you get shit like that. But but the shit out there is like gangster on gangster. Right. It's the typical shit you're gonna you're gonna run into. Like it's straight up. So no crime. Like LA. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because more that, like because that's racist. NHI, it's like you know, well, so, no humans involved. In yeah, that. because <laughs> they, okay. So f- for people to understand, there was a big push when LAPD and some of LA Sheriff was really you know the Crips and the Bloods at the height of the red and blue you know colors, all that shit. Yeah, there was a big push to get them out of right. LA, and they were trying. They were basically pricing them out of Hollywood and pricing them. Well, you know what else well, happened was the Olympics, and yes, so they pushed yep. a ton of gangsters out of LA and they realized they could take their, you know, two bedroom cottage in Compton and sell it <laughs> and buy a four bedroom brand new house in Palmdale. Yep. And these were all houses yep. that were going up because at one point there was supposed to be an international airport out there. They were putting in the mall, Edwards Air Force Base, all the aerospace industries out there. Mm-hmm. So then you ended up with this town that literally the west side is all people in the aerospace industry making a shit ton of money and working for the government and the the east side is all low class of varying degrees of, of it's just oh, yeah. la relocated right oh, yeah. all it is 100 yeah. percent. and the You're further out the further out you go the it's like you got the 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 white trash mm-hmm. and then you got like, like there's different pockets of different ethnicities but oh, they're yeah. all poor trash on one side yeah and then you got the pockets of different ethnicities on the west side but they're all making good money yeah, yeah. it's a trip i used to tell people i'm like so the northwest corner of lancaster you got your whites and a few hispanics right mainly or a few blacks uh the southwest side of what would be palmdale so it's also you know the Antelope valley is mainly your white or you know upper middle class hispanics 
your east side of Palmdale is mainly all fucking Hispanic, and then your northeast side of Lancaster is all black. Right. All black gangsters. Right. And I mean, you know, not your not your hardworking. I'm talking your thugs. You're fucking driving around on you know 32 right. inch fucking wheels in your Cadillac. Afro man, dude. <laughs> well, Afro yeah. man living fucking Palmdale, I know, dude. I know. Um, yep. I think he know, still does. He probably, I, I probably, dude. He's probably fucking put that bitch on the map, dude. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I had a, I had a fucking blast, dude, running around with. And you know, thinking back on it, dude, I was like 22, 23, running around chasing gangsters with a fucking gun. Now I look back and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? How do they, how do they fucking pay me for that shit, dude? <laughs> I had a fucking blast, dude. Yeah. Just having a great fucking time, you know. And and these dudes, like some of the gangsters out there, man, they're just fucking. They're fucking scary, dude. There's some. I remember driving through dark alleys by myself, dude. Coming up on some dudes, you see fucking monsters, man. So if I say to you, think back to a moment where you're like having a great time, having a great time. You're on the call, you're doing the call, and then you get done with. You're like, holy shit, did that really just happen? Oh yeah, dude. Uh, fucking. How did we I had survive? To, we're, oh yeah. So we're, we're standing at this. We're fucking bored, which is very rare there. Right. It's like three in the morning. There's like three. Yeah, you're going call to call to call. Yeah. To call, right. But so it's like three in the morning, it's getting colder. So, you know, all the fucking savages pretty much stay in the house for the most part. And we're standing at this fucking doorstep and this lady's reporting her fucking car stolen. And I'm kind of, I'm not handling the call. So I'm kind of looking around and here comes a fucking car driving by that she's reporting stolen. And my partner's driving. He, I'm the fucking bookman. I'm like, and that's very rare too. We're usually single man cars, but I'm like, Hey dude, that's fucking, that's the car. So we jump in the fucking hoop. We're chasing this car through the fucking hood. Like I'm sure you know where it's at, like Avenue Avenue I and like fucking sixth or seventh mm-hmm. street okay. fucking west, yeah. right? Just oh, dude. garbage, dude. King <laughs> right Tree. New division. Yeah. yeah. King Tree area. So we're chasing this car through these little fucking little uh little side streets and the dude's fucking ramming into cars all over the fucking place, dude. All over the fucking place. <laughs> and uh so my partner's there and or right we're right fucking behind him. We're on like King Tree and I. And the dude fucking jumps out of the car and lets it fucking just keep rolling. And then he runs in front of our car. So I jump out of our fucking car as a book man while it's still rolling. And we're running down through just straight up what you would think looks like a Compton house. We're running between a wall and a fucking house. And it's pure dark. Our suspect's mm-hmm. a black male adult, so I can't fucking see him. Uh, so we're chasing him. And I got my fucking big old Beretta out at the time. Right. And I'm fucking, and I don't have a flashlight on it. This is before flashlights on guns and right. shit. I left my gun. And even fucking, then, you guys weren't allowed to have them. Yeah. Well, I left my fucking flashlight in the fucking car. Yeah, so I'm running. Streamlight SL20. Yeah, and so I'm swinging with my Beretta, trying to fucking contact something. And in the middle of the fucking dark, boom, I hit him right in the fucking head. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. So I holster up. The fight's fucking on. Uh, then all here comes the fucking goon squad, right? Comes in because I can't see shit. Here's flashlights. I'm fighting with this fucking parolee. We get him hooked up. We get him out. And uh, we fucking hook him up. And, you know, we fucking put the wop, put the fucking molly wop on him. And he's in the back. He's in the back seat of the car. And he must have been like an OG gangster because uh, when they went to interview him, they're like, what happened? He's like, I fucked up. I got what I deserved. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. But like thinking about it, I'm like, fuck, dude. I couldn't see shit. I didn't know if this dude had a fucking strap on him. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just fucking mm. go. You know, it was just rabbit, you know, just a habit of, you know, when being on training, they say fucking fetch, you fucking fetch. So I wasn't on training, but I still had that fucking momentum to go chase this fucking dude down. And, you know, just thinking about it, I'm like, eh, I could have went fucking south. Isn't <clears throat> isn't that the best when you get into a foot pursuit or you get into a fight and it's with someone who respects the old ways and you hook them up and take them into custody and then they go for the interview and they're like, what happened? They're like, Nothing. No. Uh, but that's very few well, and far between mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. yeah. It, they, well, yeah. that's the thing. I would say non-existent probably anymore. Dude. They're all crybabies. Yeah. You know, because they just flood the fucking, you know, they flood the media with it. You're a victim. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. a victim. You're a victim. Police brutality, blah, blah, blah. You know, even though you're a fucking shithead running and fighting with the police. You see all the guys, they, they start to get a whooping in this. I can't breathe. Or yeah. He's yeah. On my neck oh, or especially now, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude. 
especially now. That's a lot of the wannabe gangsters, though. You know what I mean? Because like, but I also- know I've dealt with it. I know John's dealt with it. I definitely know you've dealt with it. I've fucking tangled with some OG gangsters and or some ones that were taught by some OGs that were let out of prison because they were let out early. And they had a different mentality than a lot of the other like pood butts you would deal with that were, you know, up and coming or new or whatever. They But they were just like a newer generation. <laughs> They're like the fucking millennials of gangsters. So, yeah. So <laughs> this it's funny because yeah. we talk about old school police work and the old school way of being a cop. And then we talk about these young cops coming up. But I remember dealing with um, we had this informant. He was old school Pyru blood like he had relocated. You know, he was still like he was semi-retired let's put it that way yeah. right mm. he wasn't he wasn't out you know making ends every day but you know when when shit came down he was he would do his thing but he would also put us on some amazing cases he put us on a bank robbery caper that the fbi and the lapd couldn't solve yeah but he knew who was doing it and they were uh, do you guys remember the big money bandits yeah mm. yeah he put us on to the big money bandits and our little task force took him down right yeah. so this guy was og but he would talk about the young you know, up and comers. I remember. So my partner took him into the hood and they gave the, the DA was like, Hey, we want to give your, your informant some money to go buy a uh, crack. We want to get two ounces of crack. And so they go, he goes in, he's waiting, gives him the money, whatever. The, uh, the mule takes the money and disappears on a bike. And the DA's like flipping out like two hours later, like, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? So they text the informant and he's like, Hey, I I don't know. I'm, we're waiting, and then it, no sooner than the the drug dealer gets a phone call, and it's the local freaking guys that run that area, and they're like, "You haven't paid your taxes, partner." <laughs> and they hadn't paid their hood tax, and so the mule had gotten his ass kicked, and they took the nine hundred dollars and didn't give him shit for crack, and told the fucking guys, "You want your you want your boy? You better go pick him up at the hospital because we beat his fucking ass for not paying his hood tax, and you ain't getting you ain't getting your nine hundred dollars, and you ain't getting no no." crack cocaine either <laughs> and the guy came out of the house and the DA's like where's our fucking money and he's like you ain't getting your money <laughs> like, that's the, but that's the old school like yeah like gangster and he was he was so i think that you're right that the millennial gangsters are the oh, he called them thundercats <laughs> <laughs> he said they're they're out there you know trying to make a name for themselves but they don't have the they don't have the, the og heart yeah they're they're just they like the culture of it. They like, you know, what it's all about. They like the easy money, but they don't, they're not bad motherfuckers like no, the old ones were. Right. They're no, not. No, right. They're no. fucking, they all I, bitch up. You know, I'm not, I, I got, you know, at the end of my California career, I got to work um, a super, super OG gang for a few years and um, building a relationship with, with a lot of the guys that ran that city. Um, I mean, you can literally have some little poo butt disrespect you and just be like, all right, no problem. And then go to the big homie's house and be like, hey, so-and-so just told me to fuck off. I need you to deal with that. We got you. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's just how it rolled. Like that's yeah. how it worked. And the next time you saw that kid, you best believe they were assuming the position before <laughs> you even got out of that fucking car. Well, we used to say that if you come across some dude who's legit, like you, cause you know, you yeah. come across a dude and you're like this month, fuck this motherfucker. And then you got other guys, you come across, you're like, okay, this guy's legit. Right. Yeah. And you go sit down and he sits down crosses his ankles out in front of him and puts his hands, you know, out Uh. and you're like, okay. And we used to say, you could say a silent prayer to the cop thanking him for the guy that whooped his ass last time so that he Mm -hmm. knows now you better show some respect when the, when the police, Yeah, you always know that because the police, 
Yeah. When the co- po- you know, come knocking at your door, and we've gotten we've gotten very far away from that. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But but from both sides, gotten away. Both yeah, sides exactly. Too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There was there was a guy. Who, so he was a lieutenant of ours. Came from L.A. Uh, he and my dad knew each other. Never worked together. He said that he had a partner who liked to box, and he would look. And this is late seventies, early eighties. And he'd look at suspects, you know, that needed to go to jail. And he's, he had every, you know, everything he needed to hook him up. And he'd be like, all right, check it out, check it out. I'm going to take my belt off and we're going to box. And if you beat me, you can go free. <laughs> but if I beat you, you got to go to jail without complaint. And you can never tell nobody about this shit. <laughs> and they would be like, fuck yeah. All right, fuck it. And he would, they would box and he would fucking thump them up nothing happened yeah like he would it's a yeah put your belt back on get in the car that was the deal yep. and some end to watch shit yeah can you imagine that shit now though no there's no fucking way no even yeah. the end to watch it that's way too recent that it's is not, way too recent well, hollywood try, man yeah they, they tried to put a lot of the og mentality into it but it's just like that doesn't happen anymore they did a good job, job. no they did they, i hated yeah. the, i hated the fucking gangsters they picked though jesus christ the <laughs> casting for that central casting fucking, can i have uh you know the God, usual dude <laughs> <laughs> the usual <laughs> i'd like a number two please yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking funny dude there, well after that movie came out there was a few uh coppers who decided to try to do that shit Dude, they got shit canned so quick because oh, the yeah. dancers fucking exactly. rolled on them so fast. Oh yeah, dude. But like, like it's just not the mentality anymore. Yeah. No, but like I mean, but like you were saying, Justin, it's it's both sides too because of the things that are going on, you know, in in law enforcement in general, and just how soft things are going. Um, how do you take so like one of the one of the things that I I I care about the culture a lot, and I think that the culture that you came up in, um, I got the ass end of. Um, I, I know Charlie LAPD, I'm pretty sure it was probably the same way still back then to a certain degree. Um, what you came up in, uh, that stuff taught you how to survive. Oh yeah. And it's right. like, and, and now it, it doesn't sadly. And like, you know, we were talking about here, for example, yeah. right? Dude, you like, you got like, you got like these kids are just like, dude, I just found a fucking joint. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you're right>. like, <laughs> That's fucking like, legal. Who fucking <laughs> cares, dude? So you know what it reminds me of is, okay, so I, I went to the jail one time, and uh, we had a college town. And there was, that college town was highest paid agency in the county, right? They had a huge university there, lots of money in the town. But because of that, the city council was always pressured by rich mommies and daddies and mm. business owners not to – fuck too hard with the college kids because that was you know downtown and bread and butter and bars and restaurants and all that yeah. shit so these poor fucking cops would go to party calls and take rocks and bottles mm. and couldn't do shit about it yeah and then they call the sheriff's department and the fucking joke was <laughs> holy shit it's the sheriff's department and they're not wearing name tags yeah right like yeah. Mm-hmm. and the sheriff's department yeah. didn't give a fuck right so it was one of those like we had both visible on display at all times in our city and there wasn't the cops that they they wanted to do something about it but they had chosen to go work for a gutless agency yeah and mm-hmm. some guys were like i'll take the huge fat paycheck and be disrespected well i went to the jail and uh 647f of the penal code for those of you who don't know uh in california is you know uh drunk in public and so we would just say f right <laughs> we just say he's f and you're taking him for drunk in public well, 
we would use that as a solve a problem charge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Oh, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, you look like you're, you're oh, under the influence. Oh, yeah. You're, you're you assholing in a no assholing zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially the short yeah. form. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the college guys, that was a real charge on the regular yeah. that they were hooking people up for because they were stumbling through the middle of the street after doing you know the pub crawl. Yeah. And so I remember I was booking a guy, and in the same night I'm booking him, and I I, I walk in the jail and I'm booking a guy for felony domestic violence and beat the shit out of his wife, and. I heard a uh, highway patrolman bragging about how he was booking somebody for driving on a suspended license. <laughs> and I'm like, that, again, that's an asshole charge. And then the sergeant who was in charge of intake goes, hey, uh, you know, you, Gandhi. And I said, yeah. And he goes, what, uh, what are you bringing your guy in for? I said, 2735. And he goes, <laughs> turns to the college town guy and he goes, See, in his city, F stands for felony. <laughs> and yeah. it was it's one of those things where if you don't work in an area, to, to Chuck's point, and I think to your point, John, if you a, a joint is braggable if that's the biggest, worst thing sure. you've ever come across. Whereas I've probably crushed more joints under my boot <laughs> than I've ever written a, I don't know that I've ever Meth, written a case yeah. crack, cocaine hey, right heroin all of hey, it right it reminds me of it reminds me do you guys ever see yes. that photo that came out online and it had like those four podunk cops and they're standing around this table yes there's like seven dollars yes. on the table yes. like oh enjoy <laughs> yes you, you just look at him and you go Give it back to God, dude. Yeah. Give it back to the earth. Yeah. Like what? You'd be like, give it back That's to the a... fucking earth now. And they're like, fuck, man. They took yeah. it in the dirt and they just fucking grind that shit back in. You're like, see, there we go. You can make good decisions. Yeah. Get the fuck you, out of here. You always nowadays, you always gotta make sure that they break it on their own accord. I had a friend. Right. No, because you'll get fucked for I had destruction. A, of I had evidence. a friend who fucking she she had to end up going to court for it because they fucking said she destroyed, you know, destroyed evidence. When it was, oh, you know, fuck. I knew a gal who got fired. And this is felony dumb on her part. She did a pee test on somebody and it came back negative. So she's like, well, it's fucking negative. Boop. In the toilet. Flushed it. Got fired. And they're like, you destroyed exculpatory evidence because you had arrested the person for under the Was influence. it a righteous mistake? She, she fucked up. Oh. She, uh-huh. she, in her mind, she was like, well, I'm going to 840. I'm going to cut this guy yeah, loose. Yeah, He's yeah. not under the influence. I don't need the evidence anymore. Boop. Threw it in the toilet. Flushed it's it. Evidence That's of the wild. non-crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there might be something more there, though. You know what I mean? Like he was under the microscope for something. Yeah. Was she from Tennessee? Was there other guys at her station that were? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's and this is not to dog on guys that work areas where not a lot goes on, right? No. You but... have chosen the profession, right? That's that's a big step right there. It's the same thing with like going into the military and guys are like, well, you're in comms or you're in this or you're in that. Yeah, you fucking joined up. You signed on the dotted line. Yeah. You're doing the fucking job. That's not the issue. We're not even dogging on the guys, but there's some, I think, a level of self-awareness that is lacking. Well, it's the mentality. Right. It's easily, mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily just the mentality of the, of the PD. It's the mentality of where these people come from, how they're raised, so on and so forth. They become cops to do a good thing, which is fucking great. I'm all about that, especially nowadays and age. Right. But then they get on and they're like, oh, fuck, it's a joint. I'm like, you need to go work in LA for fucking two months, mm-hmm. dude. Just go right. work in LA and then go back to your podunk st- place. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They need that exposure. Right. So they don't have the life experience and they join the podunk fucking PD and they think this is the biggest goddamn thing that's ever happened to them. And I can understand that. I was raised in a fast city. I worked at a fast fucking place. Maybe you know, maybe if I was raised out in Podunk, fucking nowhere, you know, I'd have the same experience. So I, you can't dog them for right, it. Exactly. But at the end of the day, they did sign up to do the fucking job. So good on them, because who the fuck would do that nowadays? Well, and that's the mm-hmm. self awareness part. Is I think, and 
this is where training, right? This is where academy uh, training. This is where FTO programs. This is where, to your point, John, the senior officers being respected. Mm-hmm. And it, it was incumbent, you know, it used to be like the, the senior officers would teach the fucking rookies their place. But the problem with these places are the senior oh. officers have been there for 30 years mm-hmm. and they're it, also from the cow fields. Mm-hmm. Right. Not so, even, or well, to that, yes, for your, for the area that yeah, you're working yeah. in now, but for, for the area that I was working in, you had these woke liberal training officers and then they were letting their boots run the show, right? And I walk in one day and I'm like, hey, you said the other day in, in, in roll call, you were allowed to grow your hair up because you refused to come out of long sleeves. And he's like, yeah. I said, but you're wearing short sleeves today. So why the fuck is your hair that long? Why don't you go and cut it and have an actual trainee, like probationer haircut? And that his training officer on the other side, this female, and she was like fucking waving me off, like fucking cut it, cut it, cut it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Down the road later, she was like, hey, he's going to fucking beef the shit out of you. He's already beefed three other officers. There's a reason why we're not fucking with him. We're just let him do whatever he wants. And I'm like, that's the wrong fucking mentality. What the fuck is happening to this agency? You know what I mean? And I'm like, this is, this is wild. And that was before the big push for like wokeism and stuff like that. And I think now it's affecting more of the United States and law enforcement in general. Yeah. I, I, we probably came on, I came on probably a year or two before you did. Um, I, I hate that when I came on, when I came on, yeah. because when I came on, right. it was fucking game on. Yeah, yes. Prime time. Two years later. Right. Everything you've been taught, throw that shit out the window. Mm-hmm. Let's start you know, patting people on the ass. And just about go. to say, we came on at the very tail end <sighs> of a great yeah. era of law enforcement. Yeah. And we were still working with guys that would put their foot up your ass sideways. And they taught me. Yeah. I learned how to be that kind of a cop. Now I did, I did the job, right? Like I I can honestly say I, you know, I did the job the way the job is supposed to be done. I'm not, I wasn't dirty. I, you know, it was no freaking, you know, no, what do they call it? No hits after the bell kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, I, but it was, these are the rules. Thou shalt play by the rules or thou shalt pay for the, you know, Play I mean, stupid games, win stupid prizes. I mean, I've maybe met two dirty cops in my whole career right. that have gotten justifiably fired right. and went to fucking jail. Correct. Mm. Everybody right. else I've met, bad motherfuckers, all have the right mentality, the right heart to do the job of law enforcement. The problem is law enforcement is fucking swayed so much right now mm-hmm. because of all the woke bullshit, all the fucking agendas going on in the news that they're just force feeding this shit down. So you're losing all these veterans. You're losing all these bad motherfuckers that know how to take people to jail. And you're getting all these guys that are going to go out. Not like I was saying earlier, when I, when I went to that class, I hit up the door and go, hey, what happens when you send these fucking kids, excuse me, these students out to the streets and some 300 pound parolee tells them to go fuck themselves when yep. they tell them to put his hands right. behind his back. Yep. What are they going right. to do? <laughs> and yeah, exactly. They don't know what the fuck to do because they didn't have the training. They didn't have the fucking, uh, the insight. They weren't, you know, they didn't have the exposure to it. I was going to say, you could, you could just break it down to the very basic. They have never, they didn't even have to deal with a little bit of stress right. before they actually yeah. got the real thing. Exactly. I'll go you How, one better. And the Freddie Grays, right? Yeah. The, the the knees on the necks, the unjustified shootings, the panic fire, the the why did you shoot him? Why didn't what, 
you didn't need to shoot him, right? Some some of these ass whoopings. Fear, yeah. right? Fear is a very, very, very intoxicating drug. Only it intoxicates yeah. you the wrong way. And yeah. you make terrible, terrible fucking decisions. So if you can't keep your fucking head under pressure, you are going to make bad judgment calls, bad shootings, bad fights. You're going you're gonna to be panicked and not know what to do, and you're going to fucking leave somebody on the ground and, and give them positional yeah. asphyxia. You're going to make bad fucking decisions because you're paralyzed by fear. <coughs> Santa Clarita. <coughs> Deputy. <coughs> <laughs> well, I also think that's where a lot of like the... I'm not going to say corruption, but like like contempt of cop shit. Like you have a dude who's never been stressed before. They have a pro to go tell him to fuck himself. And then they get into a scuffle. And then homeboy just keeps fighting after the fact. And, you know, it's all caught on camera. And he just whoops the fucking shit out of him or utilizes some other shit or other means and goes beyond that because they were never taught. Hey, have thick skin. They're going to talk shit to you. They're going to call you names, but you can't let it. Uh, affect the way that you're going to take people into custody and if you allow that your emotions to conquer everything and you go past that and you just beat the shit out of them for no fucking reason go watch roadhouse you're gonna have a problem <laughs> i think there's a lot of well and, that and going on but I, right and, and uh, it's more so for the camera situation you know because every cop now in california is wired up well and you got to remember now the hiring practices are fucking null and void mm -hmm. you know you're gonna hire any fucking dude off the street who's going to come in with anger management this 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 and this what do you think is going to happen when you let him fucking loose with a gun right. i have asthma and add and adhd and and this dude fucking pointing <laughs> his finger at me i'm gonna fuck i have a gun i'm gonna fucking shoot him yeah. oh and now i make all cops look bad right yep. like those dudes in fucking uh tennessee i don't know the full circs on it but there was like four or five dudes that beat the shit out of some other dude i think they might yeah. have oh that him. was they did that they was did. Yeah. that was dirty yeah like, it was dirty yeah supposedly one of the dude the, the dude his, they fucking yeah. killed yep. was banging the dudes well yep you don't hire these fucking shitbirds in the first fucking place. Right. Who were hired? They were hired under some specific like, let's boost the fucking. Yep. Yeah. You know, let's uh -huh. lower the standards for this group of fucking people and see what they do. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. You know where they learned that? Rafael Perez and David Mack. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know where they learned that? <laughs> Los <In>, Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> it's you hire. You can't hire fucking gangsters the same way the military shouldn't recruit fucking MS-13 and shouldn't like. Yeah. You have to vet people because you're giving them training you're giving them weapons you're giving them all these authority you're you're giving them these things but if their heart is not right if they're if they're a rotten fucking apple yeah you've just created a rotten fucking cop and you've just fucked yeah. and you've just fucked our profession yeah mm -hmm. which seems to be an ongoing fucking issue nowadays yeah, yeah. you know and it, it sucks <sighs> for all the guys hard. yeah it sucks for all the guys that have you know still have 10 years left 20 years left on the fucking job oh God. having to deal with all this shit you know what's it's crazy too is that they're lowering the standards so much but they won't hire military they're like nope too much baggage we yeah, don't yeah. want them but yeah. then they're hiring the college kid or the one who can't withstand pressure or needs a safe space to go and um be and live in and then you have the guys who had a career living under stress in stressful situations and don't have that hair trigger to just do wild shit for the smallest little thing you know what i mean or they're not they may have fear, but they can operate under it and on, operate under that stress. So they're not going to be like, oh, well, the guy scared me. So I shot him, you know, or yeah. I hit him in the head with my fucking baton because he scared the shit out of me. You know, like you it just don't be, have that. It used to be 5'10", 180 minimum height and weight with a high and tight haircut and a military background. Oh, and then you'll get hired. Like dude. that was the minimum. Yeah. And now it's like we want college kids. 
Right. That's fucking great. Have you seen the colleges well, recently? Zero work experience. Yeah. Get the yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, that's because everybody thinks that um, you can have, uh, you know, psychologists and, and social workers as cops. Look what's happening. Have you guys seen the, what's happening in West Hollywood with, with their little safety patrols? No. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the. Is it good uh, times? It's good times. So I guess they have put out a safety patrol and they're fucking I, hall monitors. I heard about it. Yeah. 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 Like these so, like bright blue shirts. Bright blue shirt yeah. and a, like a, like the a PT belt. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? Civilians? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah civilians. Yeah. No guns. And fucking there's, there's this video circulating around. You can look it up of these guys watching this car just get fucking wrecked and burglar, like windows broken, fucking shit. And they're just like, uh, where's my whistle? We're right? safe. <laughs> yeah. This is, the, hey guys, that's not safe. Yeah. You know, and they fucking, it's like, oh, turns out they aren't effective in stopping crime. Crime yeah. suppression involves, you know, there's tough guys. Right, what's the, the quote is, we sleep soundly in our beds because rough men stand ready to do violence against people who would do violence against us. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's, it, it takes a thief. Like, what, what, <laughs> how many ways do you want us to say it? You have to be a good man capable of violence or yes. a good woman capable of violence, but you have to be good and capable of violence. Yeah. You can't just be capable of violence because then you're a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And you can't just be good. Because then you're fucking weakly. Well, it's that, <laughs> it's that uh, what's his name? Uh, Peterson? George Peterson. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. That's his quote, yeah. uh, which you were saying. Yeah. That dude's a fucking genius. Time uh, just fucking flew by, boys. Oh, shit. Isn't that fucking crazy how that works? Yeah. Uh, so we 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 want to have you back. Obviously, let's let's set it up so we can talk about that whole other because that is an entire show unto itself. Mm. So I think yeah. uh, we'll, we'll have yeah. John and Justin back, and we'll just we'll just talk about that. Maybe we'll have uh, uh, Chris, who's also a Cali copper who lives up here, and we'll have him. We'll just discuss it. But uh, Justin, every guest gets the chance to dedicate their episode. Because uh, we dedicate every episode to a fallen brother or sister in the military or a firefighter or law enforcement. And so I understand you have your own dedication. So I was wondering, is there a way I can dedicate it not to a fallen, but to a, a brother of ours that just got into some gnarly shit? You can. Yeah. De- it's yeah. yours. You can okay. dedicate. Uh, we have a buddy down. Uh, he has a buddy as well. Mutual friends. We kind of. I worked with the dude for 16 years. Uh, Todd, I'm not going to say his last name. Sure. He's down in uh, Ada County. And uh, he was on a call. And, uh, I don't know the full circs cause I haven't talked to him about it, but, um, you know, he, they went up to some crazy dude on a bike on a freeway. Uh, he ended up, uh, the dude on the bike ended up turning around, stabbing him a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up getting shot, yeah. uh, in friendly fire. Uh. So, uh, he's recovering right now. And uh, he was a deputy from Southern he, California he worked for the same agency as you. Yep. In fact, we have mutual friends. Oh, who do know, we? Uh, a friend of my wife's that she grew up with, who was also a deputy for that agency used to babysit him or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I've known him day one, yeah. day one, and good dude. Good, unlike me, I'm a fucking asshole. He is a he, dude. He's a him and his family are fucking awesome. They are great fucking human beings, yeah. and uh, you know he's just a really like really well liked. But he had some unfortunate shit, you know, and he's out of the hospital now. Um, he's doing good. He's got you know, from what I've heard, he's having some mental stuff, you know, just hard. And I, I fucking imagine he was in the he was in the military too, yeah, you know. Not, so I, it's I can't easy to go through. Yeah, and he's great, dude. So I, you know, I'd like to dedicate it to him. Yeah, fucking, you know, good dude, great, he's great fucking family. Struggling to get back to it. Yeah, well, I hope they fucking retire his ass. Oh yeah, I fucking hope he's earned he's, it. Yeah, and yeah. like I said, just a great fucking family, good people, and and deserves better. Well, so Todd, I won't say rest easy. I'm say heal well. Yeah, this yeah. episode's for you. Yeah, brother. Chuck, what do you have for us? 
Well, thank you all today for listening. If you like today's podcast, please go and follow us on our Instagram at war underscore stories underscore official and our Facebook at war stories podcast. If you already follow us, please share our post and our info. If you can also go to the link in our bio on the Instagram and Facebook to reach all of our socials, our media and the website. Our podcast is on all major podcast streaming platforms as well as on YouTube. If you want to support us, please go to www.warstoriesofficial.com. We still have some gear left. Um, if you want to be featured on the show, please go to booking.warstories at gmail.com and send me your story. I can get you booked. We're looking for law enforcement, corrections, dispatchers, fire, medics, and veterans. We're all listening, looking for um, those who serve in the military or law enforcement in other countries so we can hear your stories because it is different. Yeah, we've got some listeners in Canada. We've got some listeners in Australia, yep. and we'll we'll make our schedules work. Uh, I, exactly. I had, a, I had a great... I think he's a great uncle is what he technically would be who's in the RCMP. Um, mm. And is a like, that's a totally different. Oh yeah. Totally different set like, of rules, dude. Weird. You know, it's the, the law enforcement Canada is way different than you it should. Is here you should the, get somebody. We had one of those dudes on from, uh, what was it like not Australia, but uh, where they do the Hakka. Oh, uh, Fiji Samoa? and Tonga and Samoa. And yeah. All, yeah. So he was Samoa. a, he was a white dude. And he did the haka. So he worked for our department, and he said over there they, they didn't carry a gun. Well, he could have been from New Zealand. Or New, Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. Because New Zealand, they, yeah. they, they're big I can probably carry machetes, dude. Dude, he said they didn't carry a gun, and he was fucking, the dude was just a juice monster, bro. I'm like, I fu- <laughs> but you didn't need <laughs> a gun, <laughs> dude. He was the gun. Yeah. Yeah, so, there's That'd uh, be interesting. I mean, there's the guys, like like the British cops. Most, the, the average patrol cop doesn't carry a gun. You have to call for the special. You got arm. your belly club. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. to call for the they very fuck some people squad. up though, dude. Insane. Well, they're fucking people up in the name of the queen or now the name of the king. So like, you just I'm doing this for the king. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can't like those fucking the 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 royal guards that uh-huh. aren't supposed to talk and shit. Mm. The big, oh, big fuzzy dude. Ass, they'll fuck you. I've up. seen those no videos, rules. dude. They, no, like they don't like they don't play. Like, but, dude, and people are like, yeah. We, fucking standing out there with that goddamn hat on your head, I'd be oh fucking God, pissed God. off already. Yeah. Right? You're gonna come take a picture with me? Yeah. Fuck you, get away. Yeah, you think you think like some of the, the honor guards and it's like Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and some of our guys, like that's tough. I guarantee you being that fucking royal guard outside Buckingham Palace standing there doing nothing with nothing but asshole tourists coming up and trying to make you say something and break. Dude, I I couldn't. Yeah, not gonna happen. No, oh, good for them. And when they march, right? Like, look up all the videos, guys. Look at they just march right the fuck over people. If you get in their way yeah. with the camera, they just fucking march over you, and it's they don't even great. bat an eyelash. Great. So anyway, all right. Well, Justin, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. We're gonna have you back. Yeah, thank you. Okay, great time. John, it's always good to see you. Hopefully, Amen. I'll be dr- hopefully I'll be drinking next time. <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> it's always good to see you too. Feel much feel better. Yeah. Take care of yourself. And until our next episode, come home with your shield or on it.